Welcome back, friends. Uh, thank you for joining us. So, welcome, Lou. It's good to be back. I want to learn more. Yes, good. Thank you. Um, last time we spoke about some of the basics of a human being, the body, the mind, the intellect, and um, the pursuits, and what actually charges it like a battery, and that we called life, or consciousness, or the Atman. And in Sanskrit, it's known as the Atman, and we said outside the bigger, larger battery from which that Atman comes is known as the Brahman. The tough takeaway is mind and intellect. Mind you are not your mind, you are your intellect. Yes, you are your intellect. And actually in Sanskrit, you are asked to remind yourself, the Upanishads say, Aham Brahmasmi, which means I am Brahman. I'm not even just the Atman. I'm really Brahman. Right. Because inside me, the divinity is Brahman. Or, Tat Tvam Asi, you are that. You are that, which is that. That. Brahman. Brahman. Yep. Uh, um, and I have actually heard an African-American preacher uh, saying to the congregation, he says, we should all learn what is meant by namaste. And he said, he explained it in a very nice way, which means, which all of us know, but we don't actually put it into words, that namaste means the divinity in me salutes the, the divinity in you. Oh, I see, yeah. So in yoga classes all over the world, everybody at the end says namaste, but I don't know that everybody knows in the culture in India what namaste means. You do namaste to anybody, including a dog, you might say namaste, which means the divinity in me is saluting the divinity in you. Mm -hmm. So some concepts I want to talk about today, and that is, one of them is dharma. We've all seen on TV different uh, shows yeah. that mention dharma. Mm -hmm. D-H-A-R-M-A. What is dharma? Dharma, people have different interpretations of what the meaning is, but the way I understand it is dharma means the essence of something or somebody. So if you say, what is the dharma of sugar or honey? Mm -hmm. You would say that the essence of sugar, one thing that sticks out in my mind about sugar, the essence of it is sweetness. Sweetness, yes. Right? You may say it has other qualities, but the real essence of, of sugar is sweetness. Right. So similarly, every one of us has a dharma. Multiple dharmas, perhaps, but one main dharma. The main, main purpose that we ask ourselves, what are we on this earth for? What is our dharma? Mm -hmm. And that one dharma is supposed to be self-realization. What does that mean? Means that if we have a focus of our brain, our mind, our intellect, our sense organs, everything, to instead of running outwards to the world, is to draw inwards and say, I want to recognize that Atman within myself and realize that Atman within myself, that is self-realization. Mm. Now, people often misinterpret and misunderstand that. And I, I'm a kindergartner in this, as I said <laughs> before. People who have become self-realized don't come here and talk to us like this, usually. They're up in the mountains meditating. What happens is 
you, the Atman, is not something that is perceivable or Brahman by the eyes right. or the ears. You can't hear it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it. You cannot perceive it by the mind or the intellect. You cannot uh, think of it. It is, you can only, you cannot see it or perceive it, you can only become it. I see. So if you have a river, imagine that the river, the concept is this is the Atman, joining a huge ocean. When the river comes into the ocean, after a while it merges and it's all mixed together. Now you say, well, which one is the river and which is the <laughs> ocean? You can't tell because it's all one. Right. When you become self-realized, you have become one with the Atman and the Brahman. You say, I need to tease out what one versus the other. You can't. Right. Now, if you look back at all the people that we recognize as being self-realized, one with God, one with Brahman, and these are terms that people use, God, Brahman, whatever, yeah. but, and nobody knows what it is. Right. It's just a huge force outside. Then we recognize that in order to become that, these people have all, whether it be Buddha, Christ, Muhammad, Moses, gone away somewhere for a period of time to detach themselves from the external world and sense organs. It's true. And gone away to say, let me become one with myself. And only then... To find myself, as we say in Western culture. To find myself, but yeah. really to become one with my Atman, to become one with Brahman. And then... Some of them stay up there, and some of them come down to say, listen, I've found what I needed to find. I need to show it to you. So in the scriptures, it actually says that all of us are asleep. All of us are really dreaming. We don't know <laughs> what reality is. Yeah. Only the people that become self-realized or on their way to become self-realized are actually awake and have realized it. Now, imagine that while I was dreaming, somebody comes to me and says, if they could talk to me and I could talk back to them, which doesn't happen if I'm dreaming, says, hey, this is just a dream. Yeah. This is not reality. Really, this is just a dream. Wake up, wake up. I would say, go away from here. <laughs> this, is, this is reality. Right. So the person saying that to me says, I want you to know what you're doing in this world is a dream. Really, you need to know what is reality. Nobody believes him. Right. It's only when you start to recognize that there is something outside, as people who start to learn, and we haven't actually started begun to talk about the Gita yet, but as you start to realize that, you say, you know what, there's some truth to this. I want to pursue it. Mm -hmm. I want to wake up. I want to get out of this dream. I want to get to the real stuff. Right. So that basically is Dharma. We live life running from one desire to the next instead, and it's useless. When we achieve that desire, what happens? That desire achieving it says, okay, now that I've achieved it, you either lose interest in it, right. or you say, now I want more of it, so you go back to pursuing it again, or you say, I've lost interest in it, I want to pursue another desire, or now that you have it, you say, I'm afraid of losing it. Yes. So you become anxious. So mm -hmm. all the consequences are negative. There's no positive consequences to getting it. Um, so 
the next concept that I want to talk about that we should know, these are all concepts, the last session and this session, that we must have under our belt if you're going to understand right. what the Gita is teaching us. Next concept is yoga. Now, what does the average person think about when I say yoga? Uh, downward dog. Downward dog, <laughs> upward dog, yeah. you know, a bat, uh, what is this, warrior stance? Sun salutes, stuff like that. that everything is. That is only one very small component of yoga. That is actually known as hatha yoga. Mm -hmm. Hatha yoga basically is the treatment of one's body to keep it in shape. Mm -hmm. But yoga actually comes from the Sanskrit word that means yoke. And I think the word yoke came from the word yug or yoga, which means binding together, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the yoke is what we use to hold oxen together. Right. And yuga is where we bind ourselves with our Atman. So the yoga, the term to bind means to bind with oneself mm -hmm. or uh, Atman. And the Gita and the Upanishads tell us various ways in which this can be accomplished. All of these are called yogas. So one is Hatha Yoga. So it says, okay, now you've gone up into the Himalayas, you're doing meditation, You've given up. There's no money up there in the Himalayas. There's no beautiful <laughs> banquets of food. You have to live off of roots. Maybe right. you won't get any food. Imagine Buddha going up into the forest and stuff. There's nothing there. No temptations of any kind. Right. No women, no movies, no videos, <laughs> no nothing. No money. Nothing. Yeah. So what does he have to do? He has to sit in one place and close his eyes and meditate. But if he sits and he says, oh, my shoulder's hurting, my body's hurting, he's got to be able to keep his body in shape. So he says, okay, how can I sit for a long period of time? How can I stand for a long period of time? These are all ways right. of hatha yoga. After doing, oh, So that's removing the distraction of bodily concerns. Correct. So yeah. the man who is the true yogi... Because you can go away from money, you can go away from women or whatever you desire, but you can't go away from your body. That's right. Yeah. So you sit there and you say, this is itching, that's eating. Yeah. What the ultimate yogi does, which are all of these people, including Christ, we know was great yogis, right? They were doing all kinds of tremendous things with their bodies and their minds that they could do. Yogis have this, and someday maybe we'll do a session on what the capabilities are, what yogis can do. Um, all Hatha Yoga. Then comes a threefold yoga that is necessary for us to achieve that oneness, that com combination with the Atman. Uh, and that is Jnana Yoga, um, Bhakti Yoga, and Karma Yoga. Mm -hmm. Three. Uh, and then there's also the royal yoga. But the word religion comes from uh, Latin of re, which means again, and ligation. Mm -hmm. Ligation means to tie. Ligature, I, you know, uh, yeah. is to bind together. Mm -hmm. So religion means re-ligate, tie again. Mm -hmm. Tie again what? ourselves with our Atman Brahman. That's what religion does, is right. to teach us to get back to the Brahman. So Get out of our wants and desires and get into ourselves. Right. Yeah. And to unite with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there are three kinds of people, and we'll talk about this in terms of our gunas, which is our nature. 
some people are very intellectual and if you, and some people are very mind oriented and some people are very physically body oriented right. like uh, you'll see that many of the things in the gita are broken down into intellect mind and body mm -hmm. so you tell any religion has scriptures which are for the intellectual people mythology which is for stories for the mind oriented people mm -hmm. you tell them mytholo mythological stories you know this is what happened he went and he had demons and he fought them whether they're true or not yep. they may be symbolic noah's ark and christianity but yeah. you actually turns out that those appeal to a lot of people who are more mind oriented mm -hmm. and the third somebody that says look i'm a person that works with my body that's all i know i don't know about the mind i don't know about the intellect for them you have the third yoga which is karma yoga so there's jnana yoga mm -hmm. which is jnan means knowledge um, the second is bhakti yoga which is devotion um, prayer and the third is karma karma means uh, uh, something to do an action right so you can achieve the purpose of religion religation yoga connecting back to and becoming part of the uh, one with the atman by achieving one of these three things jnana yoga which is what we're doing we're studying the scriptures yes and in intellectually and then you can pray and you can sing devotional songs and if for some people you can study mythological stories and say i want to be like that hero in the mythological story or you can do karma yoga which means go out and do service to your human uh, fellow human beings interesting yes the mo and all religions prescribe each one of these yes all religions say okay go out and do this you must do good to your fellow human beings so those are the three uh, yogas jnana yoga bhakti yoga and uh, karma yoga now i want to talk briefly about gunas which is the human temperament that there are three gunas one is a sattvic guna one is a rajasic guna and one is a tamasic guna now each one of us has a little bit of all three it's a fascinating concept that we must know in order to study the gita everything in the world has these three qualities guna with or three three qualities sattvic rajasic and tamasic in the human being it's easiest to understand because tamasic tendencies means i'm lazy <laughs> tamasic is i don't get out of bed yeah. i just lazy i don't feel like shaving i don't feel like getting no, dressed i don't want to do anything, do anything. Yeah. very indolent second which most of us are majority of rajasic rajasic meaning active always looking for something a goal something right. to achieve what to do and the third is sattvic and the description of sattvic is the thoughts of a sattvic person are balanced serene objective clean pure and in equanimity they are brahmins they're brahmins just yeah. yes right such a person is mature thinks deeply contemplates he is detached from the excitement of the world and involvement with the world he doesn't look at what he's going to get from the fruit of the action but actually says i'm going to do this because it ought to be done mm -hmm. that's a sattvic person right now in nature you will see that the sattvic period 
each of us, our qualities, I, I have some sattvic qualities, maybe not too many. <laughs> I have some rajasic qualities, a lot, and I have some tamasic qualities. And I imagine this is a balance that shifts throughout the day and throughout your life. Beautiful. Right, yeah. Beautiful. So when am I most tamasic? When am I most indolent and just want to sleep and be lazy right. and indulge in things? In the evening, after the sun goes down. Mm -hmm. So let's assume the sun goes down at 6 p.m. Immediately thereafter, I say, I had enough work. <laughs> I don't feel like working anymore. Right. You know, I want to go home. I want to turn on the TV. I want to put my feet up. I want to drink. Sure. I want, you know, though that continues through the night. And it ends, that tamasic phase, which is the greatest for all of us, around 3 a.m. And around 4 a.m., just a little before sunrise, an hour or two before sunrise, is when the sattvic um, tendencies start to arise. Mm -hmm. So even the casinos will basically say, we shut down for cleaning between, say, 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And you say, why? And yeah. you say, we did studies, and between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. is the least crowded peop time. Yep. They explain it that people go to sleep. But really, mo a lot of people, you say, here, here's a drink. Even to an alcoholic, you yep. say, here's a drink at 4 a.m. He says, nah, not right now, maybe later. But between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. is when the short window of a sattvic period. That's when you can contemplate. That's when you can think properly. You can study. Right. So the olden days, they used to say, early to rise, early to bed, early to rise makes a person healthy, wealthy, wise. Right? You've heard that? Because you're up during that period. You're up during that period. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's a sattvic period. You're using that. Even those who start to use that contemplation and sattvic period between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., by 6 a.m., start to, mind starts to wander. It says, I gotta get to work. Yeah. This guy's gonna call me. This is gonna happen. What happens if this negotiation starts? My right. boss, you know, those kind of things start happening. The rajas is starting to take over. By 6 a.m., you're active. You yes. want to do, you want to move, you want to think about the future, you want to look what is the profit, what is the loss, that kind right. of thing. So The gross intellect takes over. The gross intellect <laughs> takes over. Um, so that's, that's probably all I want to say right now. There's a lot that I have uh, in terms of talking about what you ought to do without a selfish attachment or anxiety, but we can leave that for another time. I think if these sessions are too long, people get uh, bored. So, friends, I would love for you to give some comments here. Uh, give us some of your thoughts. Tell me if there's anything that's unclear that I could ask and make clear for you. Because as I said before, I'm just a kindergarten in this. But I, And next week, I'm hoping that I will be able to have Gautam Jain here as a guest. And any questions we have, we can ask him. Any questions you have of Gautam Jain, please put down on your uh, comments. He'll be here next week. and be able to answer your questions. I thank you so much for joining us.